account. I don't want to get it. Bam, we're live. I don't want to get it. Uh, I don't want to lose it because I'm following people working out. That would be a bad <laughs> Mr. Howell, hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, dude? Good morning. Good morning did you work out today? Uh, I did. Oh, where are oh, you? Nice. What'd you do? Uh, found a assault air rower on Facebook Marketplace up here in Knoxville, and I picked it up yesterday on the way to the venue. But me and uh, me and my buddy just put it out in the parking lot behind a big uh, tour van and did like 30 minutes. One person rows for max calories. One person runs around the parking lot. It was about 200 meters. So we just did that for 30 minutes continuously. Wow. Uh, how, how is that? I've never, I've never been on one of those. It's a different, it's a lot different feel. So, you know, they use them at Wadapalooza and uh, you could tell a lot of the athletes had never been on it, but it was like the beginning of that row swim run event. Yeah. So it was yep, really yep. kind of like a buy-in. Um, it's a, it's a different feel. I would say damper wise, it probably feels like a four or a five on a concept two, but unlike a concept two, I actually found that if I decrease my stroke rate significantly and just let the fan really turn as long as it wanted to almost come to a stop, I was able yeah. to keep a, a, a lower split time, which is like the opposite of a concept two. They say you want to continuously keep the chain moving. So it's, 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 it's different. How does it feel though? Is there good action? Um, that. You know, I don't. I didn't like those exercise bikes from the '70s, and I get kind of that effect from the Echo bike. That's why I like the Assault bike more. The Assault bike to me feels like a real bicycle, where the Echo bike feels like one of those exercise bikes from the '70s, where you just t you just turn a knob and it lowers a, a rubber like I don't know what you would call it, a rubber ball and pushes it against the tire. You know what I mean to make it so the magnetic hard, resistance harder. on them, right? Yeah, and and Those I just the pelotons run off of. I can't stand that feeling. Um, it might make you fitter though. Did you, did you enjoy it? I guess is what I'm asking the, the salt rower. Yeah, it's cool. It's a, it's just a different feel. So it's just something else to kind of get used to. And I really got it for my home gym. Um, just kind of like to have novelty stuff that I don't have at my affiliate. So like I've got a, an old Versa climber in there. I've got a generation nice. one skier. I really want to find a Jacob's ladder, but they're super hard to find and they're expensive as hell. So. That's the thing. Um, um, Josh trains on it a lot. Yes, yes. You like the Jacobs yes. ladder? I've actually never been on one. Uh, I've, I've used one. It's not the greatest. It's not as hard as people make it out to be. Like you could cruise yeah. on that thing for a half hour and it's no issue. And I guess if that's what you want it for, then go for it. But you put the belt on and you would think that it would be hard. Everyone's like, it's the hardest thing ever. You've, you've seen those YouTube videos and people talking right. about it, right? It's yeah. not that hard. What about the stairmaster? That thing, the th uh, that thing is fucking hard. It's terribly hard. <laughs> yeah, I've got not, a step mill. Yeah, I've got a step mill in there. I actually, got it from my wife when she graduated from pharmacy school. So I got a step mill in there with a big like um, Roku TV right above it. So she'll just get on it and go for like an hour on it. It's it's an awesome workout though. That's the more accurate name, right? Uh, step mill. I've never I never knew what to call it because stairmaster is the one where you just kind of stand in place. Stairmaster is like the Gucci of stairmasters. It's, Step Masters, Step Masters. It's, just a, it's just a brand. It's a brand, but it's they're a name, all yeah. Mill, yeah. Um, people are sending me pictures from all over uh the events, and it's pretty funny. I wonder if you're getting stuff like this too, uh, Hiller. This one's this one's pretty funny. This is uh someone's like, Hey, get this woman a ticket. This is Rich Froning's mom. <laughs> it looks like she's it looks like she's outside the venue, <laughs> like calling, yo, you know who my son is? Get me Let in. Me yeah, I, I I love that stuff. Uh, I got I stayed up last night to watch 
Oh, I don't have my event sheets here. Of course I don't have my event sheets here. I stayed up last night to watch uh, event uh, three and four over at Torian. Did you guys watch those by any chance? Oh, yeah. But I watched and, them this morning. Okay. And event event three was the lift event, right? Correct. Is correct. that is that event at every – is that one of the events that's at every semifinal? Yes. Where, where have you been? I Well, you know, I just don't remember these things. <laughs> Yeah, it's I the just, one that's at every one of them. Uh, and the other one was the rope climb. Yeah, you've been here. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah. Um, I did not enjoy – it reminded me of my days of filming at the CrossFit Games. I did not enjoy that event at all until uh, Tia and Kara went against each other. Until until Kara missed the 245 and we got to see Tia's – well, we didn't get to see her. We got she the commentators. She didn't miss the two. Oh, Kara missed the 240. Okay, yeah, and then T- and then Tia scrambled and took some uh and, and lowered her uh her weight. Yeah, she was at two fifty, and then when yeah. she did, she lowered. Yeah, yeah, it would have been cool to see her scramble too instead of just being told it. Um, did you guys enjoy that? The entire lift? I don't. Yeah, just I the, just, it just watching time, all those people lift. It reminded me of being at the games. I really just don't like any. I just don't like any of the heats except the final heat. Would this be a good point to to bring up what I did enjoy about that event? Yeah, please. Which which would which would be the no rep that Tia was given on her first clean. <laughs> oh, yeah. what a beast. Tia's and, a beast, and, right? and, and then she gr- grinded it out <laughs> and hit the entire thing. Like she hit for a fourth rep a weight heavier than most of the females on the planet were hitting. Hey, does that mean that she, so she that means she did four touch and goes? Correct. Four touch and go squat cleans with two, I think it was two forty five, Andrew. Two thirty five. Yeah, second load, I and, think. Yeah, it was her second bar. And then oh, her right, final right, bar okay. she hit the 245. Um, JR, that's the kind of stuff that's exciting, no right? Uh, sorry, say that again. What, what do you think about the clean that she got no rep on? I think that all what, what do you think she got called I think, for? I think that all 30 all 30 of the males and females at Syndicate would have been like, what? Same thing. A hundred percent. It was nuts. Like I I'm actually one of the people that when there's any kind of barbell cycling for load, the whole stand with elbows slightly in front of the bar and hips and knees extended rarely ever ever happens. Okay, wait. Before you guys uh, dissect it, tell me. Tell I don't know what the no rep was for. I saw it happen, but I couldn't figure out what it was. So I, was, I watched it, and it, it had to have been her knees. That's like the only thing was that there was a slight bend in her knees uh, at the top of the rep. That's why I asked what you saw because she was standing there, and she actually had control of it for what seemed like a second. And then she bought, brought the bar down. But if anything, it would have had to have been the judge calling her out for her knees still possibly being bent. Now, I said, and I was thinking that there were so many repetitions where everyone was doing that. They catch the first clean, they launched off of their shoulders. That yep. is way worse, in my opinion, than what Tia was doing. Because you're looking there and you're like, I guess her knees are bent. It looks like they're bent. But everyone else is doing that thing where they stand the bar up and they launch it off of their shoulders. They never show control. And this is this is an this is an issue. <laughs> okay, a couple questions here, uh, Trina. Thank you for uh, bringing in the popular. It doesn't uh, matter. Vernacular. Uh, so you're suggesting that we, we so we don't know why she was no repped. Uh, Andrew's saying it's because possibly she didn't stand up all the way. Be, the in the point of contention being the knees. What 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 did you say, Jr.? Yeah, I mean, I f- from the front view, it's kind of hard to tell where exactly the elbows are, but same deal. Just not standing. Why? Up. Where should her elbows have been? 
You're saying that maybe the bar wasn't up on her shoulders? No, I'm saying that maybe she was already starting the regrip as her hips were opening and that okay. maybe she was start like the same thing that everyone else does to regain their hook grip. But I thought it was way too close to call and I thought the way that she handled it by just giving him a quick stare, finishing the complex and then she just turned and sat on her bar and didn't even say anything to the judge. Like that's that's she was that's, badass for that. That's she, a better. She gave her a look like what the fuck like what what <laughs> Yeah. So someone uh, in there said Justin loves the shoulder launch, and that's what I'm talking about. If you watch Madero's lifts, he's launching. And what's wrong that with the shoulder launch? I mean, I mean almost everybody does that at a heavy load. It's it's, it's well, a, so and that's the thing. It's like if you bring up the it, they have the capacity to do the movements. When Tia's standing there with the bar on her shoulders for what appear to be a full second before she descends the bar, if you're talking about it shows the capacity, the bar was sitting there and if everyone else is getting away with the shoulder launch that wasn't a big deal. That, and this is why like everyone should not be allowed to shoulder launch if you're also going to be calling Tia for that slight knee bend, which is what I think they called her for. They have to but be why holding is everyone shoulder, to the why same Why is level. the shoulder launch – the shoulder launch isn't an issue and a knee bend is an issue. The shoulder launch is basically you catch it here and it bounces up for a second, right? It's, it's the showing control at the top of the clean. And I guess if you are okay. shoulder launching, it shows that you could have possibly had had control. But – with her standing there, I guess you could have also said she could have possibly had had control. And when right. you're saying these things, you're bringing in like the arbitrary, like, well, I guess they had had control in both instances. And in which case, neither of them did have control. Right. There's my, there's well, my circle of thoughts. Well, until they came out, I, I wasn't enjoying it. I, I will tell you that. But that was, I, I was like that um, before at the CrossFit Games. I just remember, I feel like I, the, the, when the, early heats were going that was time to get new batteries for your camera get coffee and maybe do some interviews <laughs> i yeah i agree they were they were rather boring They're, it's like the early events and regionals in what was it 2014 15 where they had the field up to 50 or 60 people and everyone was just there to go watch their brother or sister or best friend compete and then nobody was there until they really got into the final 10 people and then they cut the field down because they wanted to make it more entertaining that's at least what i thought they did it for they they got they they combined the regions to get like the top twenty from each region so they'd be more competitive across. Uh, yeah, or or to make more money is what it seemed like, right? And and I don't blame them. You, it has to be an event. It, I, I mean, I, I I'm not hating on that. That's not a that's not a dig. Um, I, I love people making money. Tia Claire to me four hundred points. Yeah, I know we'll probably get to it. I know we'll probably get to it. But that performance on the interval workout was so nasty. That was awesome. Crazy. I just made a post about that. Absolutely crazy. Uh, this this girl, Georgia Pryor. Oh, no wonder I couldn't find her on Instagram. Um, usually I would say this about the men. They look like I don't I don't know why she is in um oh I had it I had it organized wrong. All right, all right, that makes sense. We'll get to her in a second. Uh uh Tia Claire Toomey, four points, first, 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 first. Uh Car Saunders, second, fifth, second, third. Um, and uh, Ellie Turner, uh who who uh was also pretty freakish uh, today. Um, is this this is the way it's? Oh, this is the way it's going to stay, right? We're not going to see any change here. Uh, you might see Ellie or Jamie pop in there, depending. And and they only take three, right? It's only so four Ellie points. Ja- yeah, yeah. So Ellie and Jamie are, are sweating it. And I wouldn't say Madeline Sturt's out either. It just kind of depends on how those last two shake out. Okay, and that was an amazing performance. Madeline Sturt's lift at 215. That's not a big girl. No. No. I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know what she's that plays actually gotten to. But... Stronger as well, hasn't she? She didn't used to be that strong. 
I think we're going to see a lot more movement than you think. Remember, workout five is looming, and that's the 45 strict deficit. You just never know what's going to happen on, on a workout like that. Good call. So you're saying that basically uh, one of these top dogs, probably not Tia, but we could see Cara, Ellie, or Jamie. This this something weird happened. Uh, like I think Cara's. I think Cara's got too much of a cushion at this point. She's got a 32 point with two two events left cushion. But for but possibly possibly five. You see, there's an 18 point drop off between fifth and sixth. So I would say three through five. You're still probably going to see some movement. Like a 23rd place finish here could really screw someone up. If anyone workout six there, the, the deadlift one, what was workout six there? Yeah, 1K row, 100 dubs, 10 deadlift. I think their weight Correct. is – I'm not sure what – maybe I have to look. The men's 405, and sometimes it depends if people are choosing to do what they should do and make the female weight right or use the old 2002. So that means that the play is really going to be on the Husafel bag, carry, strongman, Diane. You're right, because that yeah. one's rather straightforward. Um, I also noticed the difference in body shapes between heat the heats. They don't even look, the the first heat of women don't look like CrossFitters. That deadlift what do you load mean? 275, uh, 275 is going to be that deadlift load. They they look like powerlifters. the 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 first The first uh, heat of women look like powerlifters. They, they they don't look they they just they don't look like crossers. It's a, it's a totally different physique. You don't see it as much in the men, but in the women's heats, the women the women are way more stout in the first heat. I think I'd love for someone like Tyler to do a uh, comparison on that, like a body composition look or something. You didn't notice that? Is that his thing? Does he make body composition no, comparisons? No, no, I no, he, he doesn't. But he's just into like numbers and stats. And I would just be curious. I'd be curious to see like all sorts of breakdowns in, in heats, where they're from, their age, what their max lifts are. They just look, all those people look like that they came from a um, some sort of lifting background and they've squeaked into CrossFit and they're starting to get into CrossFit. And that's sort of where you enter. Uh, uh, the, during that, I, w- I checked the number of views. There were ten thousand views uh, while the women were um, lifting, which is pretty, which is pretty amazing because you know all of North America was asleep. That's so because ten- that that's because that venue by far looks like the loaded most compete in it. So it, I mean, you can. I mean, we, this is going to go down probably a big rabbit hole. And I don't know how you feel about this, but they're talking about expanding the games internationally. Why wouldn't you try to? go to Australia. I mean, I know that's crazy travel for everyone else, but as far as the excitement and packing out stadiums and the energy, I mean, they've, they got the torches going. They, they announce people. The torches are sweet. They announce people come out like a, you know, you know, like a wrestling thing, like, you know, in lane two and they say the athlete's name and they play music for a second while they run out. It's not like here come the heat three women. And then they all run out. You know what I mean? It's a little bit different. I thought, uh, I thought, I'm glad you guys liked the torches. I thought, and all that stuff. I thought that was, uh, I was just a cheese dick, just an old dude. I really, li- or that was like the little kid in me. I really liked the torches too. Oh, hell I want to no, show you, sweet. I want to show you one more thing too. And, and th- it, I don't know what time this video was uh, taken, but speaking of, uh, this is at, um, <gasps> si- this is at Syndicate. This is Vendor Village and Syndicate. So it, it looks like the village isn't open yet, but. No, uh, it's open. <laughs> you think it's open? No, I'm kidding. It just oh, okay. like, it's that it's that dead kind of joke, you know. Yeah. So it's so it's not open yet, so it's a little bit of an unfair, but this is the this is the view of the uh vendor village. There was a lot of action out there yesterday. There was okay throughout okay. the evening, but it is remember it was it's Friday and there's a lot of people that were still working. So I think t- I expect today the crowd to be a lot bigger. 
Okay, so that might be a miscarriage. What's in that white tent? Right. Any idea? I think that was where they're doing like CrossFit kids class type stuff. Yeah, oh, that's cool. okay. Um, so uh, I want to mention that Maddie Sturt did 195, 205, 215. We're impressed by that, right? Her size, her her time in the sport, the fact that she's getting stronger. Yeah, correct. She is. She is getting strong. I compare her to the Haley Adams thing. It's like why why is Haley Adams getting stronger? We were talking about that yesterday. Why is she not getting stronger the same way Maddie Sturt's improving upon her strength? And maybe she hasn't improved as much as I think, but from what I know, I think she has gotten stronger. That being Maddie Sturt. And Haley Adams appears to be hitting the same lifts kind of year after year around like the 185 ish snatch and upwards of a 205, 215 clean and jerk right around there for most things. Uh, this, uh, is something, this is something too. Like I know we keep coming back to the need for maybe, maybe not all six standardized workouts, but at least having the two that are going to be mandated be done on the same day because oh. what we're talking because what we're talking about would be awesome if we can do a cross comparison with the lift among all three of the week one semis. And we can actually see out of that field where these people are ranking comparatively, because you, you, you could say something like this, right? For the men in Torian, only three males hit 325 or more on the complex at syndicate 10 did. Wow. Well, it's wow. really easy. Well, it's really easy to say, well, yeah, the syndicate guys are just stronger. Maybe, but the Torian men had to do the chipper and had to do uh-huh. another event before, whereas Syndicate started there. So it's you can't even really compare it at that point. It's like the right. year at the CrossFit Games where nobody could clean and jerk three fifteen, but everyone forgets that they did Murph in the entire weekend before that clean and jerk event. I remember watching Dan Bailey not be able to do three oh five. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then it's like, oh yeah, I guess they did have the entire weekend before that. So you're right; it makes a huge difference where that event is at in the weekend. And, and do you think the value there is that it makes it a more enjoyable sport to watch for the fans and at, at no cost to the um, uh, athletes and, and choosing the, the correct one? It's a win-win it's for two, everyone. a two-sided corn, coin because you got Ben Smith who's saying in his podcast that he didn't think that it was smart to have that event at the beginning of the weekend setting them up to be trashed after having done like a high volume of squats, which I don't know if I agree with, but that was his opinion. And I guess it's holding some validity. And then also your side, which is, are they going to be lifting as much at the point in which they're lifting it? Well, but, well, all it would require is to put them all at the same time. Hey, this has to be event one, or this has to be event 10. It it's all, idiot but, proof no, but, if you do that. I mean, but I mean, but at that point, you're only taking care of the one event. And if you get to program the rest of the competition around it, every, every event proceeding that one is going to be different. So, right. like, so like for syndicate, that sled workout was just gnarly. I mean, that was a that was a <laughs> down for a lot of them were hurting, laying on the ground after that. Well, well can we not sled, call that a sled workout? So that yeah, let's. Yeah. That's why so I was they, laughing. So they, so they, like, so I didn't they did see it. a sled. I saw a wheelbarrow. So they do the complex and they do that workout, which was very aggressive, lots of legs. And then this morning they start out with the 150 wall ball workout. So whether you agree with Ben or not, to his point, you've got very very. Um, dense leg fatigue workouts starting the weekend. They start with the legless today and then they do that wall ball workout second. But regardless of where they tell you, you have to do the lift. All the other workouts are going to be different that come after it. Uh, is this, is this, is this accurate? Did Tia flip off the uh, Torian pro programmer? I, I can't believe that. I, I didn't see this. Here's why I can't believe it. In her interviews, she checks every box. 
I bet what do you, you mean? I bet you that comment, I bet you that comment was like maybe backstage or when she got there, she said, I'm going to do this in two. You know that, right? And the guy was like, you're not doing it in two intervals. You're not doing that. Oh, and she did it. It was, it was almost like a flex on it. Maybe that, that would be cool. If Good. Yeah. I like that. Uh, here's what she did. Uh, when, when they interviewed her, um, they, they, they basically, they asked her about her programming. She gave a nod to Sean, you know, uh, Sean, she gave a nod to Shane, uh, Shane or, uh, when she, uh, talked about, you know, like, why do you do this? She gave a nod to the crowd and she said, well, how did you know you were going to do it in two? And she, she goes no but when you're with these competitors um they bring the best out of you she just went through it was like the, it was like yes 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 and then she even finished it let's see uh Nod to Shane, nod to her competitors, nod to the crowd. And then she uh, dropped a couple uh, CrossFit mantras. She said, you know, when you're out there, you need to embrace the suck. I mean, it, it was like it was like someone just pulled the string on the Woody doll, you know, and uh, and it, it just did its thing. <laughs> I, I just Chris remember Wayman her never goes. being like that. I remember her just being shy. And now she just gets up there and she's all poised and she just fires it all off. She's a veteran. She's different. She does everything. See Chris perfect. Whiteman? It's just like calling somebody a cunt yeah, that she missed a box in an Australian <laughs> right. box. Right. That's the in Australian Australia. box. If she didn't say that, then it wasn't complete. Uh, Ellie Turner, 230. Um, what if Ellie, and, and we'll talk about this a couple times throughout, what if Ellie gets 5% better? Is she the greatest CrossFitter alive? What if 5%. everything she does, she does 5% better? Um, I guess she'd be about the level of Kara. And we're she's 24. You so have, far. you have to, you have to. So, so Tia is 28. Uh, Cara Saunders is 32. Um, and, uh, Jamie Simmons is 31 and mashed in. There's the little girl, Ellie Turner. I would have to guess she has the greatest room for improvement. It looks like we might be staring at the next best thing. Uh, like this side of this side of Mel Bryan, or are you talking Australia specific, dude? I mean, she's there with Tia. I mean, there's no better comparison, right? Hey, remember though, these are these are just these are a handful of events against a field that ne isn't nearly as deep as even one that would be at the games. So I, I think if you if there is a place where you mess up, I mean, I think we saw it at, at Wadapalooza, right? There was one workout that you know she was crushing it all weekend. It was one workout that. Um, didn't go too well. And then all of a sudden, like comparatively to the field that was, you know, relatively deep, but not a games field by any means, you, you take a big hit. Right. Okay. So I'm, 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 I'm getting excited too quickly. She has more. To it's prove. it's just like the, 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 the small fish, small pond versus medium fish, big pond argument. She's kind of standing out against Australia. And I think you could probably better make this argument come games time, but yeah, so far she's doing real well. She's in third. I mean, she's up against two of the potentially fittest women on earth. Um, a, a man, I can't remember which one, uh, in, in the clean, what the clean co complex? Is that what you call that? He, sure. he was doing, he was doing two fitty, two fitty. Are you saying you could do that? No. What I'm saying is, is he, is, is he weak as a bird or is Tia just fucking, uh, just uh, unreal? Uh, I wouldn't that, say weak as a Tia bird, had 250 but for the on competition, there. that's not very, that's not very good at this level so, of competition. Just say it, Hiller. Don't try to be nice. It's not there good. There were some guys out there. Who, there were some guys out there who were weak. Now, comparatively to like syndicate, I think the lowest weight lifted there was 285, 275. So yeah, it's <laughs> comparatively, it's not, it's not great. 
No, I, it's not. It's not good at all. I mean, I I bring I I put out a video today and it was talking about again. I I like talk about Hunter McIntyre all the time for some reason. But me too. if you were to walk into an affiliate, you would be able to find somebody likely who could hit this complex at two fifty. I mean, over the course of what fourteen, fifteen thousand affiliates. However, hey, what's up, guys? Brian friend, finally someone to look at. Oh, you're here, Brian. Brian is very handsome. Uh, Brian, you look like you got some sun. No, you're in Europe. They don't have a sun. They don't have the sun there. <laughs> no sun in the venue. Uh, Brian is at the Lowlands. Brian, what city? What country is that? Amsterdam, Netherlands. I got a probably 30 minutes max. Okay. Let's go over there and let's talk about those events. You guys okay putting this uh, this lifting event on hold while we got um, Brian here For to sure. talk about the Lowlands? Uh, oh, yeah. Refresh me. This morning we saw at the Lowlands. That was – is that the 2-2 two, two, – what was that, that was one? 27, 21, 15, 9. Yeah. And, and is that the 2-2-2-3 two, 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 thing that uh, – it was weird. They Something had two like and a half that. minutes, then two minutes, then one and a half minutes, then one minute. So it, uh, with the rest interval, it ended up being a 10-minute uh, workout. Seven minutes of work, yeah. And, and then, sorry, Brian, I'm, I'm catching up on my notes. And, and who and who won that over there? That was that – was, uh... Well, there's uh, there are still some open scoring disputes, but the current or unofficial winners were Luca Buniak out of Heat 2 for the men – and Lucy Campbell from the UK for the women. Okay, now now I see where we're at. In my notes. Uh, they both look great. There was something that Chase and um, um, Mads Mads uh, were, were pointing out that I thought was fascinating. Uh, in the first two, in the first two rounds, or I don't know what you call them, the first two intervals. Um, uh, Lucy was not go- using all the time. She was stopping with one or two seconds uh, while she was jumping over the box and losing reps. And then on the final round, Gabby Magawa... I don't think she was losing reps. I just think she couldn't get another good rep in with the time remaining. Right, right. Sorry. That's what, that's what I meant. And from watching, what, did that? What, why were they doing that? And is that a huge mistake? Because actually Gabby did that also in the final interval. It looked like she had time to jump back over. Yeah, I think it's just a choice probably for each athlete how they feel in the moment if they have the energy to get down and up and up and over the box in time or if they wanted to risk it. So, you know, I saw kind of a lot of athletes that would go down to the bottom part of the burpee and realize they're not going to have time and then just lay there for a few seconds. And they're still <laughs> wasting the energy pushing themselves up back up off the floor. And, and, and that workout was defined by just single reps. Oh yeah, it was it was very close and very chaotic. Like uh, for example, Oyana Moya finished with forty nine reps on her scorecard. Lucy Campbell had fifty, but uh, Oyana Moya is disputing that she actually did fifty one reps, which would obviously jump her into first place. So it's a you know one or two reps could make a you know two to three spots difference on a leaderboard very easily. Um, I, I th- it, did the same thing happen with uh, what's the guy's name? Upanix? Am I pronouncing his name right? Upanix? He was uh, he was frustrated. Yeah, he was frustrated in the first round because on the last dumbbell thruster rep, she gave him a no rep, but she didn't tell him right away. So he'd already put his dumbbells down and moved forward. He wasn't upset about the no rep. He was upset about the timing in which she told him because it cost him five seconds where he could have just done one more rep and he would have probably got one more burpee. And he ended up being like, one burpee behind Lazar for second in that work, overall in that workout. Uh, oh. 
you want to say something, Andrew, before I jump in? No, no, I just uh, didn't know it was that pivotal. <laughs> are 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 five girls going from Lowland? Five women? Yeah. Okay, and and then also five from Syndicate. Okay, I think there was a, um, in one in one of the articles this morning in the morning chalk up they said something that um, Scott Pancheck was in fourth place and four points out from qualifying. So I think that they just someone just hit the the number four twice. It is five. The only place it's three is uh, Torian. Is that correct, Brian? Yes. Okay. Um, that we had some debate. Is I don't know if you can see the screen. We were having some debate yesterday, and I was saying the most exciting person to watch now is Gabby Magawa because she took that seventeenth, and that she was going to have to have a perfect day to make it. And those guys told me I was wrong, and it looks like they were right, and I was wrong. That fifth place was enough for her to get into fifth. Do you think she's in it now to win it, and, and we'll see her go to the CrossFit Games? Yeah, I just talked to her and her coach after the last event. Um, you know, they they executed the plan for event one to maximize her potential with that movement. It's probably her worst movement in CrossFit. And unlike some other women who blew up in rounds eight and nine, their plan was to make sure that wouldn't happen. So I think a 16th there is the best she could have done in this field. And she'll probably have all top five finishes the rest of the way and be no sweat going to the games. Were they confident with a 17th place finish that they could still go or were they scared shitless? I think a lot of people are just overreacting after the first event or two. Like the same thing's happening at Syndicate with the women, right? So Haley and Christy didn't do great on the lifting event, but they still have five more events and everyone knows that they're going to do well on, on a majority of the rest of them. The only question is, are those, you know, are the girls who did well on the lifting event better than we think or know on the rest of the events relative to the, you know, perennial games contenders? But, you know, just don't, the main, basically the storyline is like, don't panic after day one sometimes your worst workout is on day one and that's 50% of the score at that moment, but there's still, you know, four more workouts to come. No, don't listen to Brian. Definitely panic. It makes it more enjoyable <laughs> to watch. It looks like she's already in third. That being Gabby. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, I did get a strike last night. I did I get my first strike on my YouTube account for, um, stealing the feed from CrossFit. We won't be doing that again. Uh, did they get more rest at the Torian uh, Pro between the intervals than um, at uh, Lowlands? Yeah, that was two minutes on, two minutes off. Okay. Different workouts. Those were the standardized ones. Uh, Brian, did you see that? Did you see what happened at the Torian? Did you watch that workout? I was able to watch workouts one and two. I have not been able to watch three and four yet. Okay, that um, I don't think I watched. Uh, which one was the interval one? Was that four. Four? four? That was probably the. I mean, I, I know it's the freshest in my mind, but I think that was the most the most impressive performance I've ever seen by any CrossFitter. Seeing how fast those women were going, it actually looked like the camera was sped up. Like if anyone Are you ever questioned, about a single singular athlete or the group of all athletes? of them, the entire f- field: Ellie, Jamie, Kara. Uh, Tia, the way they were cycling that bar, how fast they came off the bike, those pull-ups. I mean, it was fuck. It looked sped up. It didn't even look real. I know, but that you're what you're seeing there is possibly four of the ten fittest women on earth competing side by side, and so they're gonna push each other. The obviously sad part is that not all four of them can qualify this weekend. Uh, Did you guys watch it? Did you watch it, um, Jr? Did you watch it, Andrew? I did. Yeah. Yeah. this is something me and me and Brian have discussed, and it, it's not, it doesn't take anything away from those women because they're all incredible, and he's right. They definitely deserve more game spots. But it, it brings up another conversation when you when you look at the workout and how it's constructed comparatively 
the, the women are so capable and so good. I mean, I watched women at the syndicate hold paces on the echo bike for the first 30 calories that guys couldn't hold. And you, when you have them do 10 calories comparatively to 15, that's big. And when they're using 75 pounds comparatively to 105, that just shouldn't be the comparison anymore, in my opinion. So they're cycling. You're saying it should be a little. They should heavier. have had heavier barbells and more calories. I think it should have been twelve. I think it should have been twelve and eighty-five, or at least eighty pounds. I agree with those numbers exactly, and I think in general, right now, I mean, uh, that there needs to be a, a really big overhaul in terms of evaluation of uh, when you're going to make men and women do the same thing compared to different things, and your objective in, in doing so based on the time caps or what you want the eventual performances to be, because you know. In the Lagos rope climb workout, everyone's seeing it. The men didn't need a time cap of more than five minutes, but the women needed probably eight minutes. And anything beyond that, no one wants to watch it anyway. Uh, uh, Brian, I know you didn't see the workout, but I want to push back on what JR's saying. I'd like to hear what Andrew thinks too. Here's why I think that touring workout was perfect. One, if if anyone were ever to talk shit about CrossFitters and say, no, I know someone who's fitter, I'd show them that. I'd be like – I and mean, then they would capa- knock your shit off for talking about the kipping pull-ups. <laughs> Whatever. That capacity was <laughs> fucking nuts. But do don't agree. you love it that only one person squeaked through in two rounds? Didn't that just tell you that the programming and the weight were perfect? How are you and Brian saying it should have been a little heavier? Wasn't it cool that with no, no, that no. Tia slipped out away from the pack? Yeah, no, no, no. As a workout, it doesn't matter what we think comparatively to men and women because they're not competing against each other. So comparatively, they're all, they're all doing the same workout. It was, you know, she showed what, what we all thought she could show, whether she finished it, you know, with one rep left in the third interval or she finished it in two, which is what happened. She still showed that it was an awesome event. I mean, me and Brian have talked about this too. You know, it's the juxtaposition between the interval style workout for Lowlands versus Torian. And what Taylor said yesterday about having one of them being time priority and one being task priority, how much more fun it can be to watch when you see numbers on the floor and you see him advancing, you just get excited and you're like, she just stepped forward. Oh no, she just stepped forward too. Whereas the only thing we could really see was a box being flipped and we didn't have any numbers unless you could watch one athlete and count the reps. It was really hard to tell who was winning and who wasn't. Brian, yeah, how was it watching that, uh, that MRAP over there? How was it watching the MRAP? Because watching it on the stream was very not – you couldn't tell what the hell was going on. You didn't know where anyone was. Yeah, no, it was chaotic. I think that the floor layouts at the lowlands could have been better. So the handstand walking, they had an orange line that was their marker, but there were like five red lines Ooh. on the floor. And when yeah, that was confusing. Down, it was very confusing. And there were some athletes that thought they'd finished and came down. And they were one line. They were on the red line, not the orange line. And when you're upside down, you can't really blame the athletes. So that could have been better. They should have numbers on the floor for that type of stuff. What we were doing is just trying to feed Mads and Chase the top two. We were we were doing exactly what I was talking about. We were counting two specific athletes that were in the lead, trying to give Mads and Chase the top two scores so that they could update you guys back home uh, after each interval. But in the in the flow of it, it was impossible. Uh. Bruce Wayne here is saying that um, uh, Tia isn't even peaking. I'm not sure if he's re- referencing her her year or her career. Um, do, do you have Probably thoughts both. on that, Jay? Both? <laughs> you don't think she's peaking either? Probably it doesn't not look for like the she's year gotten, yet. No. Yeah, well, definitely not for the year, and it seems as if she's getting even better year after year, so that's why I say both. 
I think he's on to it. Stefan, I want to go back to the, this other thing you were saying, though. So, um, for example, Mike Halpin did an analysis that compared Torian women's and Torian men's event one, and he showed that Tia beat all the men. What I would say is Tia was better than the men on the second set of ring muscle-ups. She, she did them unbroken. But there were three barbell weights in that workout, and if the relative weights of the barbells are not the same, then the comparison is irrelevant. If it was just the same number of reps of a gymnastics movement with a monostructural, you can make a one-to-one comparison because you're doing the same movements and the same work. But once the barbells are in the play, any, any comparisons between men and women go out the window. And a lot of times people like to compare that because it is often the case that the women's scores are just as impressive relative to the men. But the relative difficulty for women to move historically similar barbell weights, like 95, 135, or 65, 95, is clearly changing, and uh, the programmers need to keep up with that change. Well, what are you well, saying the weight should have been on those barbells for the females? Maybe like an extra I'm not, five I'm, kilos? I'm not, I'm not sure, but uh, I would say that, you know, with the exception, you know, Tia's muscle-ups were impressive nonetheless. But, I, you know, looking at the, other, the rest of the uh, scores there and knowing that women in general are worse at muscle-ups than men and that their times were all there kind of jumbled together, I would say the women, you know, pretty clearly had an easier, a relatively easier time with the barbell than the guys. Uh, let me ask you this question that I asked, we started the show off with then. Uh, there was a, there was some men who were in the complex using 250, 260, 265, but the lowest I saw was 250. And we saw uh, Tia was about to go for a 250 attempt and at the last minute scrambled and went down to 240 or 245. Are you, are you saying that's that's not because that guy was weak? too weak for the field or it shows that the men's field doesn't have depth and just that the women are getting super strong. Cause I was, I was like, like, wow, the men's field isn't showing a lot of depth. Um, but maybe you're suggesting just the women are just catching them. No, I mean the range of the weights on the men's field is, is extreme. It's a hundred pounds. Right. So, you know, and a uh, hundred pounds from the top woman to the top man is basically appropriate. Now you're looking at about a 60, 60, 70, you know, percent range, which is where the weights we would expect them to be. So that, you know, it's just, yeah, there's, you know, there's some guys in that field that aren't strong enough yet. That's okay. Um, any, any doubt that, um, uh, T is going to, uh, uh, if everything goes to plan, is there anyone you you're seeing who could challenge, um, Tia at the CrossFit games? Is there an, any, any hope anywhere? No, no, no. <laughs> JR. That's, that's, that's no across the board. <laughs> JR. No. I will say that that two through ten on the women's side of the CrossFit Games is going to be extremely compelling. Uh, and, and another thing I brought up earlier was is that I Ellie Turner, twenty four, by far the youngest, four years younger than Tia Claire, um, who's twenty eight. What if Ellie gets five percent better? I know that's huge. Is she the next Tia? Well, it just depends. If Tia retires after this year, then there's going to be nine or ten or you know women or so that feel like they have a chance to win. And I would say that uh, they're probably all justified to feel that way. Uh, Lazar, uh, uh, Lazar, uh, Mr. Jukic. Oh, my God. Dude, I I talked to him last night. He said you reached out to him. They'll catch up with you after the weekend, and they want to, and you should definitely do it. Those guys are amazing. Yeah. How? how, uh, Oh, shit. My computer froze. How? We can hear you. Uh, I know. I just can't. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, How much better is he than last year? What are you seeing when you see him perform out there? Let's see what happens tonight. He's, you know, his biggest hole is his strength. He's been working on it all year. Uh, he's looked really good in terms of like confidence, 
uh, execution, like confidence in his plan and then executing that on the floor. I would say his overall body awareness and control is improved. He wasn't sure how he'd do on that last workout. I think he overperformed what he thought relative to the field, um, which is a good testament to his development. So I think he's definitely better. But when it, when you're talking about trying to move up within the top 10 at the games field, and you know that there's another 10 guys behind that that want your spot, you can't afford to have the big knock. And there will be a strength test or, you know, somewhere between one or four tests at the games that are dependent on up top end strength. So if he shows some good strength tonight, I'll feel that much better about his chances to improve once we get to the games. I think it was in the final event last year um, that uh, Luka Jukic uh, wasn't uh, that lost his placement in the games, and now he's sitting in second place. He has 176 points and fifth well, he place. He made it eight- to the games, and if you're talking about the he got cut from that event, he, he his uh, hamstring was injured on that running toes to bar event, so he couldn't perform at the level he needed to to try to make the top 20. He did make the games last year. Yeah, he got cut after event 10. Oh, okay. Okay. My bad. Okay. So he's going again this year. So basically what we're looking at is fifth place is well, between that's not, eight. I mean, I mean, it's not a guarantee, but things are looking very good for him so far. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not surprised by that. I mean, I picked him to finish third year behind BK and Lazar. You know, he's training with the misfit coaches. He's chosen, chosen to go his own path from his brother. And those guys are always honest with me when I ask him. And they said he is much better than he was last year. And it seems like that is the case. Uh, we have uh, Sarah Sigmund's daughter sitting in seventh place with 216 points. Fifth place has 224 points. That's Gabriella Magawa. But but Sarah's finishes are tenth, eighth, and sixth. And I know they're all yeah. different workouts, but that but that's a good sign, right? Do you think? What do you think her chances are of making it? Look at the finishes of the girls ahead of her. Well, fourth place has a 13th, I mean, fourth place has a 13th place finish, which is worse than, uh, and, and fifth place has a 17th place finish. Yeah, third place has a 10th. But they're balancing them out with the first and the first. If you finish all the workouts between sixth and 10th in the women's field, you're not going to make the games. Not at this event. The women are too good. This is the best women's field in all of semifinals. I, I know every workout is different, but you have someone like Karen Freyova who has a first, sixth, and thirteenth. She's basically her. She's she's just sliding down the slope, right? That's got to be psychologically do, do something to her. But but Sarah is getting better. Ten, eight, six. You think that that plays a role? Uh, possibly, but I think that the women are also pretty well aware of which workouts are going to be their best and worst workouts here. Karen should do well on the lifting. She'll do. She should do extremely well on the final workout. I think she can, as long as she can hold like an eighth place on the Devil's Crest tomorrow, that she'll she'll make the games just fine. Sarah needs to have one workout where she places in the top three. That that's what I'm saying, basically. Do you think that could be the lift or no, comparatively to this field? Hmm. I, I don't no. think she'll finish in the top three in the lift. No. Okay. Uh, are Are you smelling weed in the in the, in the venue? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible. I feel like I'm in your office. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> uh, I mean, Amsterdam is the home. It's the, it's the original spot where, where weed was, was legal. It's where everyone went after they graduated from college. Seriously, do you smell any weed there? Do you see people, like, walking around high on mushrooms? Uh, I haven't seen a, seen a dispensary. I haven't even been looking. I haven't seen a dispensary. I haven't seen anyone smoking weed on the streets. People smoking cigarettes. People are drinking beer. But not clouds of uh, of wafting marijuana. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't feel like I'm in Boulder. No. 
Right. <laughs> um, uh, Brian, the the crowd at um, Torian, it looks uh, full, and the pictures we've seen at Lowlands look full. Is that an accurate depiction that the seats are pretty darn full? Yeah, I took a look around this afternoon. There's a 3,000 seats surrounding the main floor for the semifinals, and uh, there wasn't an empty one uh, earlier today. And I expect they'll be full again tonight for the lifting. No shit. Yeah, but the I do know that it's it's kind of interesting. You know, uh, Torian announced that they sold out a couple of weeks before the event. The majority of Lowlands ticket sales happened in the last week, so the timing of when they buy the tickets might be different. But the seats are full at you know at both places. How how is it over at Syndicate? Bad. Bad. It's, yeah, it, it 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 looked pretty sparse yesterday, but. Like I said, you know, they started competition relatively early in the afternoon. So I'd be I'll be interested to see what it's like over there today. Yeah, it wasn't as full here yesterday as it was today. So hopefully by hopefully at least on Saturday, Sunday, they'll have uh, uh, don't 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 people know that Jason Hopper's there? Or Madero's or Froning or any of them. <laughs> no one knows. I'm just giving Hopper some love. Okay, uh, this is the point be... too to talk about though, like as a fan, right? If you're just a fan of the sport and you live in that area, or let's say you live within two hours, you've got to make a choice. Do you go next weekend to Mac or do you come this weekend to Syndicate? Based on star power, you would think that they would be here this weekend. But it's interesting. That may take away from the crowds of both events. I mean, you have the, the best team, the best man, and the best woman from the games last year at this event. If they can't fill the seats there, then there's another problem there. And, and and I don't I don't know if uh, Rich Froning fell under that blanket, but they got Rich Froning too. That would be the best team, yes. The best team, okay. Uh, did you see any of Crouch's performances? I saw. I told you I saw event one and two. Uh, Jake, like I'm just, I'm, you know, I picked him to win. The, I picked him to win out there, and every, I mean, that was probably the pick I got the most shit for of everyone. And uh, I think he's still in first by a few points over Ricky. But I did say it would probably be close Tied. between those two. I. Other tied, yeah. I think that when it comes to a semifinal, it's a different kind of competition in the games that Jay can compete with Ricky. When we get to the games, I can promise you, if they both make it, that my projections will show Ricky ahead of Jay because, in the more athletic, more outdoor, longer, more diverse, more workout style, I think Ricky will will prove his overall fitness is better. But in six events in an indoor setting like this, Jay Crouch is very, very good. He's a savage. He's yeah, a, and he's he, kind of he, an unassuming guy, but he's very, very dangerous out there. Uh, when you talk about expanding um, uh, the number of women who come or the number of athletes who come from Australia, would you expand it for the men and the women? Yeah, at this point, I would. You know, I thought you were going to ask me where do you get those spots from. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's pretty clear. On the women's side, we already said there are at least four and possibly five women there in the field this weekend who have a chance to make the top 20 at the games if they were competing there. And I'm telling you that there's still a couple young girls and a couple women who chose to compete on teams that could be relevant if five spots were available. In the meantime, on the men's side, Jay, Ricky, Baden, Brown, and Royce Dunn at a bare minimum. We know that they can finish in the top 20 at the games. And obviously everyone's learning right now that Bailey Martin is just as good as those guys. So they each have at least four or five athletes that are fit enough to be relevant at the games this year. And the performances of the athletes who made it last year, to me, warranted the opportunity for them to have a fourth spot this year. So I, if it were up to me, based on the performance, I would have given uh, Australia four spots this year. 
for both the men and the women. It, it, but and do you think you would have to raise both? You couldn't just raise no. the women, or you couldn't? No. No, and I think that this is like one of those things that I'm talking about. And of course, you know, CrossFit's known for being very uh, equal in all of its application of things between men and women. But you're still going to give 40 spots at the games to the men and 40 spots at the women. But just because the American men are still the most dominant continent and the American women are not, doesn't mean they have to have the same number of spots. And you could have four semifinals in North America and give five spots to the guys at each and give four spots to the women at each. And the four spots that you take from the women, two of them should go to Europe. One of them should go to Australia. And one of them is still, I still think, up for debate and ways you could uh, distribute that. The end result would be that you'd have a better overall caliber of women at the games. Because the fourth best person in Australia and the sixth best person on the women's side at both of the semifinals here are better than all of the fifth place finishing women in North America. Wow. Wow. Uh, go ahead, Hiller. What? No, I agree. Nope. There, I, I think that there should totally be more spots over there. And I, if only because of the, I mean, the men's side arguably just as much as the female side, just looking over there. I mean, you've got James, James Newberry is really not in the t- the type of shape he's been in, in the past, but then you've also got Matt McLeod, who is one of those top 10. He beat all the cuts in the year where there were the cuts, Faden Brown. I think that the men deserve just Matt, as many wait, spots. Wait, 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 wait. Taylor, Matt McLeod was the beneficiary of a terrible scoring system. He did which one? Which one? Oh. He did wow. uh, if you're a Matt McLeod fan, too. now's the time to go to the bathroom. Okay, That's go ahead. 19, yeah. No, Matt McLeod's getting Matt's torn fault. out. This is not Matt's fault at all. This is the games team's fault. The scoring was weighted more heavily towards workouts four, five, and six if you made it there than workouts one, two, and three. He did three top 10 finishes on four, five, and six, and three outside 35 finishes on workouts one, two, and three. There are athletes that did good, good, good performances on workouts one, two, three, and not four, five, six, and they missed the cut because the scoring was uh, unequally distributed across those six workouts. You've been waiting to let that one rip for a couple of years, huh? <laughs> no, I've talked about it before. Okay, okay. I think that was back when I was doing numbers games episode with uh, Tommy and Sean that we went into that, but that was behind the Patreon, and you weren't around yet to expose them, so they, no one knows about it. Uh, <laughs> Brian's okay. out to start fights. He woke uh, up. Shows violence. I um I I, I want to point out this lady here. Uh, di- I, I did not see this, but this was reported to me. This is uh Stevie Dillinger. Do you guys know who this is? I know who Stevie is, and Brian should because she was just at my gym three weeks ago and won our competition. That team CrossFit CLT. They just won Crash Crescendo a few weeks ago at at my gym. So Are they this, competing this weekend or next weekend, JR? This weekend at Syndicate. Yeah, I think I, I pegged them for like a just missing spot. How are they doing? Uh, they're, they're doing pretty good. They did really well on the on the lift. That went really well for them today, yesterday. She was um, – what's reported to me is, is that this lady was breastfeeding, put the baby down, ran out onto the floor and did a 190-pound snatch. She's savage. This is, this is the yeah. news that must be reported. This, I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is nuts. I mean, this is a. Uh, she's growing another human being, and she's picking Andrew Hiller up and throwing him over his head, her head like it's Damn nothing right. with a smile. With and then she drops him. No respect. Look at. This Hiller, is savage. It is truly pounds. crazy. I lost five. I'm at one ninety one this morning again. I gotta weigh myself every morning. 
I, I, yeah, look, it's such an amazing inspiration to others. Mom's wrong. I mean, this is the thing. This is the thing when people say that they sacrifice or they do this or this. No, this is just a just is just a woman living her life. There's no sacrifice. This is all. You know, this is all the pieces Somehow. coming together in her life just perfectly. Say that again, Brian. I had a conversation with Phil Hesketh yesterday, and obviously Mia's competing over here. And after she came back, you know, she obviously had a kid, and she came back, and she was ready to start training again. And they decided that only one of the two of them. That the kid could, could put in the training required to compete at this level. And similarly to the decision that Annie and Frederick make, they went with the woman. And so, you know, Phil has backed off from being uh, trying hey. to compete there. Who is that? Do you guys know who that is? Nobody knows. Just. <laughs> oh, say that again about Phil Heskett. I can still see him. I can still see him. I don't know who it is. Uh, no, no, just to say that it's not just the women that are, you know, making sacrifices, but there has to be someone to support them doing that. And so we've seen it from Paro. We've seen it from Annie. We're seeing yes. It from thank you. Enough Stevie of this love there. for the women, their husbands, their husbands deserve the credit. You're right. I mean, the athletes often talk about how they have to have a team supporting them, but in particular, when you also have a kid and you want to compete at this level, that person needs to probably be, you know, someone at home. Okay. Who is this dude? Hey, what's up, dude? How did you get this link? What are you doing? Sevy, you, you sent me the link. Who is this? Greg. Oh, Greg. Good, yeah. uh, shit. Well, how, I couldn't even recognize you. I couldn't even recognize you. You're a... <laughs> Anyone can come on the show. Anyone can come on. Greg, you're over at the syndicate? I am. And how's it much, going over there? Much better turnout today than yesterday. Uh, fans are starting to roll in. Look excited to be here. Uh, Mayhem just dominated the... Uh, team competition for today the the ladies are about to start with the legolas program but again you guys have more people on than you need so i'll, I'll pop out but let, let me yeah. ask you one question before you jump out let me ask you one question do you what are you hearing from people there are they coming next week do you feel like most of the people there because we're kind of debating this which week would you choose and i keep thinking in my head i would just go to both what what, what are you going to both and what do you think most people are doing I'm not going to both. I, I came to see Mayhem. Uh, I talked to the Tortake tent. They're leaving their material here. I talked to the people who put the flooring down. They're leaving everything here. So the vendors are leaving their, their stuff here. I don't I don't see people staying here two days in a row. Awesome. Okay. Hey, Greg, thank you so much. You the man for calling in. I apologize I didn't recognize you. All good. Have a great day. Thank you all. Awesome. Thank God, you. God, I love the show. Damn, Chase's Bye -bye. hair looks good. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah. I, no, I just I have to go in five minutes. Okay, um, rifle the questions at him. Hit him. Any any I'm out of questions. Anything that you've seen so far this week where you're like, okay, that was a bad call. I want to change it to this. What what are some changes you'd like to make in some of your predictions, your calls, your thoughts? Any, anything standing out? Uh, no, actually, I think the top nine women I projected here are in the top nine right now, just in a different order. I think the top five men I picked to go to the games are currently in the top five. However. I think that for at least three of them, both the Jukic's and Uldis Upanex, that the upcoming lifting event is going to be their worst event. So it's just going to be a matter of uh, how much that impacts them relative to some of the guys in six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, there was one guy, Fabian Benito, who I thought would have an outside chance to make the games, completely fucked up a workout one yesterday, took dead last in the field and eliminated himself from contention immediately. So that was the one, but that was... Just, I mean, no shit. How did he do that? Yeah, he was, he finished How do you take dead last? Else. 
So he either he just I didn't see what I didn't see what happened. I mean, it was so fast. He either just started getting no reps on rope climbs or his grip went. But interesting. Uh, he's he's the one guy on the leaderboard here that I would say is better than his, you know, his ranking right now is showing. But and that's the nature of it. And I, that's the whole conversation with everyone I had here prior to uh, Friday morning was you have to you can't have an execution error in the fields anymore. It's too competitive. It's too tight. And that was his mistake. And, and basically just took himself right out of it. Who uh, the lifting event of the lowlands for men? There's a guy from Poland who's listed with the heaviest lifts. His name is Piotr uh, something with an M. Uh, so maybe him, but it could be a, a kind of fake reporting. Sometimes that happens. Outside of that, um, it's pretty, pretty tough. I think actually BKG might have a chance on that. Fabian Benito should be pretty strong. There's not like the really heavy lifters in Europe are over in the strength and depth. Though. Uh there was a lot of criticism and a lot of thoughts about the workouts prior to this event. Um, I, I don't, I don't have a, a strong feeling about it, but after listening to you guys, I was expecting a lot less than what I've seen. I've been super duper happy with everything that I've seen. I'm enjoying the camera work. I'm enjoying the commentators. I'm enjoying all the workouts. It, are, are you pleasantly surprised or disappointed? Do you have a feeling on that, Brian? I don't think a lot of people realize how often the camera crews, directors have no CrossFit experience. And again, this week, we're working with people who don't have a lot of experience covering CrossFit, but the, the team has been extremely receptive to those of us who are working with them in terms of educating them on what makes a good CrossFit broadcast, which is why I need to go in a minute to brief them for the uh, lifting events tonight. And uh, particularly the team one is obviously more chaotic and hard to cover than the individual. So we'll do our best. But uh, having a crew like that that wants to learn and wants to do a good job. I mean, I come here in the mornings and they're watching the Torian to try to see what they did, good or bad, that we could do for there. So we're making a big effort to try to give you guys the opportunity to see everything that's worth seeing on the floor. So if that's what's going on, then that makes me happy. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Um, I will have uh, the, my CFO cut you a check for $5,000. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> You're worth every penny. Okay. I wish I could pay you more. I love you. Okay. Good, Good to, to see you, you Brian. Peace and love. Hey, you guys are no the, more like static in the background. That's nice. You guys are the luckiest people alive. You got to see Brian Friend live at the Lowlands. Good morning, Manny. Uh, it is two minutes away. Oh, shit. I don't have my schedule. That sucks. What are your notes any good for? No, my notes Are we done covering the, uh, the uh, Torian lifting? Is that where we left off? No, I think we're done with everything. Is it, unless there's well, anything well, specific. I wanted to be, bring up the tell me, tell lifting me. because tell me. did you watch all of that? Did you notice? One second. I actually took some notes, but I didn't take them. Remind the me what, what, what event are you talking about for the Torian lifting? What one was that? Was that the complex you're talking about? That was hey, the complex. It was a workout number three. Yeah, pull up pull Sean's up. comment right here. Pull up Sean's comment. It might be oh, the same okay. thing Andrew's about to talk about. That, this is exactly what I'm going to talk about yeah. because uh, Royce hit 315, but he – also missed his second and his third lifts and his second and his third lifts would have brought him up into first place if he had hit even one of those. And now he's sitting in fourth place. He's 14 points behind Bailey Martin and they only take three spots and that's potentially his highest placing event of the weekend. So he would, if he ends up missing the games by, I don't know, what, what is the difference between eighth and first place? 28 points. Then he, that that's where he lost it right there. It was on the lift. I have so a solution. That's what we're talking about. He needs to what? get 
He's a disgrace to mayhem. He needs to have his shirt ripped off of him and his mayhem credentials pulled. Uh, why did he do that? Is that his fault or his coach's fault? I remember I re- now he missed the that, jerk. I remember seeing that. He missed the jerk on both lifts. So and, maybe and, it was and, a calculated and, risk. May- no, no, you're saying he didn't even need to do that. You're saying at 325 he would have won it. Uh, I think he would have tied for – no, I think 335 won that event. Okay. Yeah, three thirty-five won that event, but he also he missed that on the jerk that would have tied him, and then you know I'm actually so this isn't accurate, Hiller. What's written down here? How about Royce attempting three thirty-five when he only needed three twenty-five to win the event? He he needed three thirty-five to win it. Three twenty-five would have given him fourth place. I'm looking at it right now, and that would have also moved him into third ahead of Bailey Martin. Bailey Martin, who by the way opened at three fifteen, missed, and then he hit two ninety-five, and then he missed three ten. So he, he missed both 315 and 310. It was just the only time I've really seen anybody start really high, back off, and then also missed the in-between weight. So that was that was interesting by Bailey Martin. So so you're saying that Royce uh Dunn should have dropped should have lifted 325, and if he would have got that, that would have raised him at least at least that should have been that should have been his second lift, correct? Yeah, because his second lift was 335. And I don't remember if his third lift was the same or if he went down. But either way, he missed them both. How many points are four places? Uh, 16. 16 points. So so he would actually be inside the cut. Yes. Sorry. And who knows, like, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen with the next two events? But if he would have won that, he would have had a pretty good cushion over Bailey Martin. He would have had that 28-point swing. Oh, right, because Bailey Martin... Uh, yeah, wow, okay. Also moving Bailey Martin down four, so it would have been a 32-point swing because he would have then placed ahead of him, moving him down a spot. Man. That's the type of stuff I like to look at. Yeah, I <laughs> like mean, if you're, if you're on the, if you're on the bubble, been. you're on the bubble. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the other thing I wanted to bring up with the uh, weightlifting event over in Torian is that they're lifting in pounds, which might really fuck with them. So the, all of their lifts on the platforms are in pounds. But when you look at the events, or even when you looked at uh, King Arthur, that first event, the Axel Bar weighed whatever in kilos, and the overhead squat was whatever in kilos. And even the announcers, when they're talking, they say, here comes this lift, which is this in kilos. So everything over there is typically in kilograms. But the, because it's a standardized CrossFit workout, Everything's listed in pounds, so that's kind of how is up. it that how is it that there's CrossFit athletes? I mean, uh, who still do kilos? If you're because an athlete that's how it is everywhere to, but the United States, dude. Fine, it's a but it doesn't sport. But it doesn't matter. Um, uh, it's it's the same thing. Like if I moved to France, I would wear pants that were so tight that you could see my cock and balls because that's what men do in France. But when you come okay. to the United States, if you're competing, and that would be because you're competing for women. What in country France, are they in? I'm just saying that if you're going to compete in the sport, tights that are going to show your cock and balls. That's the one thing for the If at. you're going to compete, if you're going to compete in a sport that everyone's lifting in pounds, switch to pounds right away so that it doesn't become something that we can all make fun of you about on the Sevon podcast or some Andrew Hiller video. Oh, geez. Well, I'm not well. trying to be an ugly American. That's already that's already uh, established. I'm just saying. I mean, if you were in Europe, what would you do? Wouldn't you get all your shit in pounds? No, I, I mean, if, I, if I were the event, possibly if I were a Torian and I were programming the event, possibly put everything in pounds 
but you now you're telling everybody who lives in Australia to also be lifting in pounds so that they're accustomed to it when that's not really feasible for many of the affiliates. I'm assuming many of the athletes I'm assuming. You got to switch to pounds. You're, you're wrong. You have to switch to pounds if you're compete in CrossFit. What do you JR? think, JR? Well, they've always kept it in kilos at like previous like regionals events and stuff like that. They've But not the games. Correct. But how many people actually have to deal with that issue that get to come to the games from all those countries? I, I think when they come into the United States, sure, by all means, everyone lifts right. in pounds. But it, I yeah. think it, it is it's just incredible. It was just odd to see the, the lift over there in pounds. And I'm sure that, that maybe that's the reason Royce was missing lifts because he didn't know what the hell was going on. He's like, all right, I, typically I would do this at 150 kilos, which is 330 in pounds. But he went up to 335 and that five extra pounds made him miss a jerk. Uh, what Trina, what you're saying is right. Fuck the pounds. Let's all move to kilos. But until then, if you're competing yeah. in a sport that's pounds, it's pounds. Sevon hitting Hiller with it doesn't matter. Hey, monumental. Yes. And, and then, and you know, yeah, you know how you have that? Like, I don't give a fuck that little like clip that you have in there, the, the sounds you need. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't, I, don't, I don't give a look. I don't give Oof. a. What do we got to do to get a it doesn't matter button? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know. I need that. You're right. You're right. I need that. I'll send you a sound bite. Thank you. You're a good dude. Uh, I you, think. Go ahead, Jer. Are you going to be saying that sound bite or is Dwayne? Dwayne. I, I I don't do it like he does. No one does. Look, look at Jr. calls him Dwayne. They're Dwayne. Like, Dwayne. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, seven, oh, one more, more on I know. that I need, I, I need all sorts of stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Wait a minute. So you are going to talk to this person or are you going to talk about this one more? No, 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 no. We're not. This is, this is, this person can't be on my show right now. Um, Ricky and J- Ricky Gerard, Jay Crouch hit all three of their lifts, which ended up placing them above Royce. So because Royce missed his last two, Ricky and Jay hit all three. They slowly like made their way up the ladder to then they hit 320 on it, but they only hit 320 on their final lift, which ended up beating his first lift of 315. That was just something else worth, worth noting on that entire. I'm really impressed with ma- Ricky. madness. Yeah, you guys the men. yeah, of course. What do you think, Jay? Uh, I just think watching that interval style workout that really opened my eyes to Jay. That was nasty because Baden, nasty. I mean, Taylor talked about it at length about how Baden just can really get deep into the cave, and Jay was right there with him the whole time. I mean, they finished like one second apart. It was nuts. Is Jay the one who dug in like a motherfucker on the bike on that last round? Like he just went. I- I think Baden got to the barbell first. That was Baden, actually. Yeah. Okay. Baden, Baden did one. something on the bike that was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah he was going. But, but that, Jay, was but Jay, Jay just looks so in control the whole time. That's what's impressive about him. Like you can, you can tell when some people are hurting. Like Jason last night on the bike, Jason kind of had that squinty-eyed, mouth-open look, just looking down at the ground when he was when he was on the last Echo bike or the round of twenty. But when you look at Jay, he just looked really calm the whole workout. Uh, here's a, here's another thing to say about um, Jay Crouch. He saw Ricky do the three twenty and then matched him with a three twenty. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, just just stepping up and killing it. Yeah, here I have. Uh, yeah, Baden Baden killed it on the bike. He got off the bike way before everyone. Hey, is the bike always? Is the bike almost always like that? I didn't. Uh, Jr. A, a deciding, a huge deciding factor. If you see the bike, uh, I think it just depends on. I think it just depends on the workout structure. On the other movements, okay. I guess that the two workouts we've seen thus far has been pretty deciding. 
with that being this workout and the one of the not so sled sled push. Yeah. All right. I think we Did, covered everything. And I think, I, I, think one, some of, I got one more. Did you see yes, the, yes, uh, the, the, time, the time discrepancy with Tia Toomey on that, that event where she, it, it, it's very, very likely of course, that the timer at the event was a little bit different, but even with the athletes in the field, it appeared that a lot of the athletes were stopping at the end of the first interval and she got an extra snatch in there, an extra snatch that she got in there that then also allowed her to finish it within that second interval that no one else finished. Did you pick up on that? I just made a little Instagram video on it. I thought it was kind of funny, but also holds a little bit of validity. You, don't, you We don't know what the timer said, but just watching the athletes, it looked timer is different, says here with the programming. Yeah, I've experienced that and seen it before, but why are the other athletes stopping at what appeared to be about the same time as the timer that was stopping on the stream? Why, why do we have to listen to Hiller talk about this when we can see it? Is it this one right here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait a second. I think I did it wrong. Hold on. Oh, shit. That's the one. Get with the programming. Aren't you in Lowland? How do you know the timer's different at the event? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't on matter. That, on that stream, yeah, on that stream, when they were doing the interval event, Chase does say at one point, remember, guys, the, the timer you see on the screen and the official clock here are slightly off by like three seconds, I think. Correct. Are you going to play this thing? Yeah, it's sound on. It's important. I don't know. I can't hear it. You guys hear it? Wow. He says it was 10 seconds off at one point. Oh. Uh, wow. Stop breaking the law, asshole! <laughs> trying to hold on in lane one. It's too glitchy. Don't worry about it. It looks fine on my computer. So you're saying that she got some lifts in Stop after the uh, after the two minutes? Yeah, hour. yeah, she got one snatch in. It was ten seconds off at one point at Lowlands. Yeah, but that this isn't Lowlands. This is Torian. And then if you watch the, so I couldn't see it in there because it's so glitchy. But if you watch it on the Instagram or on the feed, every I mean, every other athlete has the bar down when the clock hits two o one at the latest, and at two o four, Tia Tumi has her bar over her head which is three seconds. And then she ended up finishing. I think I had it like 0.82 seconds remaining on the clock. And that would have that one snatch takes her more than one second to do. So she wouldn't have been able to finish. And again, does it really matter? No, because Ellie Turner, I believe finished second and it would have been an entire minute after. So does it matter? Maybe, maybe not, but it's also, well, it matters from the viewer perspective. You, you want to be able to trust the clock. The clock's there as, as an athlete, right? I mean, it's just if you were watching it, the Super Bowl and <clears throat> all of a sudden, like the clock hit zero, everyone's like, what the fuck? They couldn't have gotten that playoff on the play clock. And right. usually those things are synced up perfectly. So I guess that would be the big tie together. Conspiracy theories. Tia Toomey getting helped out by the judges. Like she needs it. <laughs> I'm behind on the podcast, but we chose to skip both Mac and Syndicate because we couldn't actually decide on which one. Wow. Oh, holy shit. Wow. <laughs> pretty funny. Wow. Oh, my God. That so guy, many decisions. I can't do anything. Just Matt, Matt, and his, Matt, Matt and his wife sit around. They're like, should we do missionary or doggy style? Hmm. Oh, let's just go to bed. We can't decide. Let's just go to bed. I'll just go to hey, bed. Andrew, you know, like in, hey, Andrew, you know, like in sports when – when you know they don't call a hold, and on the very next play they make up for, it, like the makeup call, maybe that snatch yep. was the. Makeup. Uh, maybe it was the you makeup know, I, I, 
funny because wow. I put that in my comment section. I knew that the comments would be littered with people like, the things are different, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, one, yeah, they're probably like, do we know for sure? No. And two, maybe they're just making up for that list <laughs> with the, the knee bend. That's what you're talking about, right? Like possibly, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Same judgment, right? <laughs> JR, are you referencing that article that came out uh, recently or there was a video I saw on, on Instagram where it was they were interviewing an NBA ref and he was saying how they would just the refs would get together and decide to go after someone for something? Oh, no, no, I had no oh. idea. But I'm, I'm a big NBA fan and you can kind of tell sometime if like there was maybe a flop or like a, a charge that wasn't called at the very next possession, they'll call like a ticky tack foul to almost make up. I mean, it just seems that way sometimes. Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact details, but it was it was a NBA ref um, talking, and the refs got together, and they're like, one I can't remember which I think it was Allen Iverson or someone. He was always taking an extra step, and everyone always let him get away with it. And he yelled at one of the refs, and the refs got together and like, hey, let's just call him on on walking for every time he does that. And oh. and he just got destroyed. They destroyed him. NBA refs sometimes appear to be super um, vindictive and like like pretty big egos when it comes to like showing players up and vice versa. The NBA sucks. I think the NBA sucks too. I think it's a disgusting. It, it was good. At like maybe 10 years ago and it was even better 20 years ago. And now it's just yes. terrible. Same with the NFL. <laughs> yeah, a, I can say that a, too. It's a slop house of sellouts. Well, that, that's why we're doing what we're doing. We don't want CrossFit to be worse than it was 10 years ago and terrible in 20 years. I don't even remember. Right. Well, uh, I don't remember sending that guy, uh, Greg, a link. Yeah, anyway, you did it when you were high. I'm, I'm glad I did. I opened, my, I, I opened that bag. Oh, let's talk about one other dude. Let's talk about one other dude before we uh, – let's talk about uh, – Hey, Savon, I got to get off and, and uh, get to the venue, man. Okay, bye. We'll see you, we'll see you later. Thanks I'm, for coming I'm coming, on, coming with you, JR. All right, dude. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> see, you, see you, man. Bye. Let's talk about this dude really quick. Which Let's dude? talk about this dude really quick. Um, right here. Who's this? This is. Who's sending you these? <laughs> this is uh, just people at the venue. Oh, shoot. This guy. I am. Uh, that is. That's a uh, uh, Scott Panchik. Okay. I, I couldn't uh, tell, but what, what do you mean? Why are you saying, what are we going to talk about this dude? Because he's warming up his shoulders before the event. And activating no, just that this, that this guy told us he's going to retire. He, oh. he, 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 he pushed, he, I mean, he basically, he was at the games last year. He pushed through with uh, an injury that you thought, Hey, maybe it's better. Like, like if he thought he was going to come again this year, he probably would have dropped out of the games, right? Hey, protect the knee. Don't uh, injure it. Yes, I do agree with that. He probably okay. wouldn't have done it. And instead, uh, uh, instead he's in um, fourth place. Yeah, and within striking distance of first place. I don't think I'm gonna. We're gonna see that happen. But, but he's but, totally but, gonna qualify. But it, but and he is also in striking distance. He's only um, twelve points oh, away I guess from Justin Medeiros. You're you're damn right. He is within striking distance. Damn, I didn't know he was that close. Okay. I really uh, want to three coming up is the rope climb. You want to remagnet to qualify. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, it's not looking good though because that first one was in his wheelhouse and the second one was in, indicative of what's going to be happening for the rest of the week. I, well, uh, what I, is their third I, workout? I, Have they started it? 
It's the rope climb one. And I think it actually did. Yeah. I, you're not pulling these up anymore, right? You're not trying to get in trouble. No, I'm not losing <laughs> my pot, my podcast channel that's transcended the CrossFit market because they don't want me to promote their show. Fuck. Oh, is this, is this their method of bringing you down? Is that what's going on? We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. And I, uh, oh yeah, it is up right now. And right now hate two is going down. All right. Um, Oh yeah. I'm getting so many great pictures. All right, brother. Uh, I will let you know. I think we should get off here and go watch it. I will let you know. We will be back later today. I don't have my schedule in front of me, so I can't tell you when, but we will schedule it on YouTube very, very I think it's soon. like 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock your time. Did Hillary, oh, right, right. You're right. You're right. It is 1 p. Yep. About one fifteen Pacific Standard Time. We'll be jumping back on. Did Hillary see the trifecta recipe for success? Say kip early and often. If they're talking about the rope climbs, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> Kip early and often on the legless rope climbs. Like, oh, my God. All right, I guys. Hope, thank, hope, you, I, uh, thank you so much for joining uh, Andrew Hiller uh, and, and myself, uh, J.R. Howell, uh, Greg, and Brian Friend. Did they get everyone? Yeah, right.